You're listening to episode 39 with Marique and Coat Nasa Bush, Living Tiny with the Bushes. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This podcast is on a mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. This week's episode is sponsored by Wake Up Well. This is a weekly wellness show that was initially started during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Our mission is to bring a holistic approach to wellness that is fun, easy to understand, and sustainable. Join us each Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at Portia Scott Media as we discuss all things wellness. This week, we are talking about all things COVID-19 and your mental health. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the season five opener. I am so happy to be back. I'm excited about the interviews, solo episodes, and wake up reminders that we have for you this season. I honestly have to say that while we've been out for three weeks, it feels like a whirlwind of things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. And months. I'm feeling excitement and hopeful and hurt and torn and all of the things all at the same time. I think one of the things that I'm so hopeful for is that I'm hopeful for the future, but I'm torn, I'm hurt and disgusted by the present. But then I'm hopeful again about the future because nothing is ever solved without getting messy. And here we are sitting in the messy. I do believe that things will change, are changing, and will continue to change. But my hope for this space that we have is that this will be an oasis of calm, of inspiration, of empowerment, a toolkit to execute, a place of peace, and even a place of rest. I want this place to be your safe place, a place to laugh, a place to cry, a place to grow, whatever that place is, I want this to be the place that you run to when the world gets a little too, too messy for all of us. So I'm super excited about this week's episode because this week we have a husband and wife team as our house guests. We are talking debt freedom, tiny house living, and all the life in between. I found their YouTube channel one Saturday. John and I were looking for something to watch, and we saw this young black couple living in a tiny house. So that caught our attention, and we stopped to watch for literally the next couple of hours. This couple is living life their way and on their terms, which is what I loved most about them. They are 28 years old and debt-free. The couple met at 13, and now they're going on six years of marriage. Over the course of their first five years of marriage, they were able to pay off all of their debts, including credit cards, college degrees, both cars, and their 196-square-foot tiny house on wheels. Today, they share their tiny house lifestyle and debt-free journey with others for inspiration on their YouTube channel, Living Tiny with the Bushes. Will you guys join me in welcoming today's guest, Marique and Coat Nasa 
Bush. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're we're glad to be here. (laughs) So funny. I absolutely, honestly, me and my husband spent like two hours just like binging what you had on there because it was just so cute. One, when I saw the amount of debt, I was like, wait a minute, stop right here. Let's definitely see. And then when you went into the tiny house and just your personalities are just, I mean, it kept me laughing the whole time. So thank you for being my comic relief while I was doing my hair. I appreciate that. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's so funny, say because you said that Marie is actually the one that's like really, really humorous and funny. But on camera, you're actually the one that's like all in your face. So it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm extra, but he is also extra. He just likes to not show it okay. in public. Yeah, I'm definitely more comfortable with just her. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. So we're going to jump right in. One of the things that we always do on this podcast is I always ask guests what they're grateful for. So I'm asking you guys, what are you guys grateful for today? Um, So I was thinking about this a few days ago and the list is actually pretty long. Um, I'm grateful for obviously health um, and just the fact that we're able to um, be healthy during this time. Also, I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for a roof over my head. Um, I'm grateful for wisdom um, in like finances and just making like smarter decisions than I was back then. I could go on and on, but those are a few things that I, I'm very, very grateful for during this time. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I would say my list is very similar to hers. Um, one thing I would just add is just I'm just grateful for all the opportunities that are kind of starting to come our way. And it's been really um, exciting to see us start to kind of gain some traction with our channel and everything like that. So in addition to everything she said, I'm super grateful for my wife and um, just being healthy during this time, this pandemic time. I love that. Mark, you actually mentioned something about just the opportunities coming your way. And I think people see couples or they see anybody on YouTube and they're like, oh, that's easy. I'll just make a video, I'll edit it. And it can't be hard to grow that channel. And um, you guys have really been intentional about that. So like, how has that been kind of growing your channel? But you guys are kind of the exception, not necessarily the rule because of the amount of time that you've been on and how you've been able to accumulate, you know, your followers and people wanting to have you on different shows. Yeah, I would say it's been quite the journey. Um, when you look at our channel, you see us having a lot of fun, and you see us laughing and all that good stuff. And that's all very real stuff. But there's also another side of it, which is kind of like the business side and the analytics side. And so there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to bring in the videos to life. And so I would just say we have just been very welcoming of the process, I guess, like doing what it takes um, to get the channel off the ground, whether that's our own promotion of our channel, Um, Just coming up with new ideas, trying to be as creative as possible, trying to be as authentic as possible. Sometimes we actually kind of have to hide some of the stuff. Like I won't even tell her some of the stuff I have planned in mind when we sit down to film just so that, you know, her reactions are more authentic. So there's a lot that goes into it, I would say. That's excellent. So when it comes to creating content, Marie, are you kind of the brains behind like what we're going to show, what we're going to do? Are you, is that kind of your, your space? Um, I would say we kind of take a team approach to it. Like we kind of like for one video, I'm quote unquote creative director. And then for another idea, it's her. And so we pretty much tag team it and and both contribute to it. 
I definitely would say on the like editing side, I tend to like manage most of the edits. Uh, but the idea no, is we no. We, what he meant to say was he does all of the edits. <laughs> I try to give her a little credit too. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as the brainstorming and the ideas, we come up with that stuff together. I love that. I love that. I know editing is not fun. I don't. I don't enjoy. I don't do the editing for this podcast, so I can't really. You know, so that's one I can't speak to, but I know like any videos, I'm always like, this is, this is, this is very time consuming. Yes. Yes. So kudos to you. So one of the things I wanted to do to see if the, you know, so the audience can get to know you a little bit better. I didn't put this in your packet, but so I'm going to ask a couple of questions. You guys just answer them. So one is coffee or tea. Neither. (laughs) I'm a tea. He's a not. Yeah. Neither. Yeah. Neither. Okay. And then what is the most exotic place you've traveled? Probably either Ghana, which I guess that one doesn't count because I was by myself. Um, together would probably be Hawaii. Yeah. I'm okay. guessing. Hawaii yeah. Mexico. Okay. I was going to say that Hawaii trip that we took just, you know, yep. just one day woke up and decided to go. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, name one thing that's on your bucket list. I would say hiking the Grand Canyon again. Mm. I've already done that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Can it be a bucket list item if you've done it before? <laughs> sure, sure. I want to go back and do it again. <laughs> uh, that would probably be mine. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's always been like a dream of mine to travel to Europe. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then if you were a superhero, who would you be? You could be a character that we have now or you can create one yourself. But who would you be? kind of what would be your superpower? Oh, my superpower would be invisibility. <laughs> I love to have the superpower of being able to read people's minds. That's so good. You know what people are thinking. Oh, no. That's so bad. So, so Colton, so why do you want to be invisible? Because I kind of thought it would be the reason so that you could hear, for me, it would be so I could hear conversations because I'm nosy. So is that... Maybe I think... I would want to be invisible just so I could be in places and like hear what people talk about. But I think like in their head, that's like a whole nother that I'm not, I do not want to know, like keep your thoughts to yourself and we just keep it pushing. That is a little scary depending on whose mind you're in. So I definitely get that, but definitely I'm the whole, I want to hear what, what was that story? What was that? So, um, it's so amazing. Uh, one of the things that drew me to your channel too, besides the, 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 obvious of the dead and the tiny house and you guys being so much fun and entertaining was the fact that you guys did all of this intentionally. And I just love that. I love that at such a young age, you're intentional about what you want, where you want to go. And even as that changes. And so Lace Within Your Channel uh, is all about living intentional. I think you guys say live intentionally and laugh while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? And then what does that really mean to you guys? To me, it's just um, living life with a purpose and living life on purpose. So, you know, the financial journey was kind of a wake up call for us where we were like, wow, we're just kind of just moseying through life, just going with the flow, doing what everybody else is doing. And and we kind of wanted to get to a point that we were making decisions because we wanted to, you know, we had a plan in place, we had goals in place. So whether it's our financial lives, whether it's our faith, whether it's um, you know, our marriage or whatever situation it is that we're in. We just want to be planful about it um, and understand where we're at, where we're trying to go. 
I would say is the biggest thing. But it's really easy to get super serious all the time about that kind of stuff. And so we always try to incorporate some fun into the channel as well. And that's where the whole laugh where you, laugh while you're at it part comes in as well. Absolutely. I love it. Kotnesa, did you have anything or? I mean, he pretty much hit the nail on the head. But I think for us, just within our, I mean, just our lives outside of the channel, um, we also prioritize like, not only living intentionally, but keeping each other laughing. Like that's something that I think is pretty unique. Oh, I don't know. I'm not in other people's relationships, but um, I just feel like we laugh a lot. And that's something that we enjoy doing and enjoy making the other person laugh. So that's something that we think is important. And I think that's something that helps a marriage out as well. So. Absolutely. Laughter is like a medicine. And I know for us, we laugh a lot. We have two younger kids. We have an older, older son that's in the Navy. So he's out of the house. We have two younger kids, a 12 and a six year old. And if there's anything that happens in our house is laughter at the smallest thing, especially when you have little kids, they like, they laughed at whatever. And it's just the sound of that laugh that just like, for me, it just, touches my heart, you know, so I'm always trying to go after that. So I think I love it how you guys say that you can get too into the weeds of we got to be intentional, we have to do this, like, you know, purposeful, and then you miss, you kind of miss the whole thing. And you're not present in those moments. So I love it how you guys say laugh, you know, laugh while you're at it. So you know, we talked a little bit about you guys paid off this debt and then COVID-19 happens and you guys both lose your jobs. And so how is that going now? So it started out pretty rough. There was a lot of unanswered questions and we didn't really know what was next, what would happen. Um, but fortunately, the, the stimulus check as well as some of the unemployment benefits has been really beneficial for us. And, um, you know, it's the first time we've ever been in a situation like this where we needed like benefits uh, from the government. And at first I thought I was gonna feel pretty guilty about it. And then I thought about it and I was like, I've been working since I was 14. You know, this is exactly what this type of program is set up for. Right. Um, you know, people that are hard working, but an unforeseen circumstance changes that and it's completely out of their control. So um, it's been a blessing to, to be able to, for that to start coming through and it's kind of helping to keep us afloat during this time. And so we're just, Going day by day, um, constantly, you know, working on other avenues. You want to, you can mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the Epic Kids. Oh, um, yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. Um, so I have um, been doing a little bit of research on how I can make some money um, online. And so I am going to do this program, VIP Kids, and I just have this one last thing that I have to submit. I have to get my college to um, send them some documents and things like that. But um, yeah, it's a good opportunity to make some money while I'm also getting back into teaching. Um, and then I've also thought we've been thinking and talking a little bit about um, starting a YouTube channel for myself for my hair because um, a lot of people in our comment section is always like, please, please tell us what you want, uh, what you do with your hair. So that's, I mean, ex that's exclusive. That's the first <laughs> announcement. That is the first announcement. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but we have been talking a lot about that. So um, that might be something that happens in the next few weeks to months. So. Oh, that'll be exciting. You absolutely should. Once you're at one, your hair is gorgeous. And then two, because we want to know how you do it in a tiny house. Yeah. Um, we, I think that's going to be like, you know, amazing. Cause we're like, I know in that video where you're like, it takes me two or three hours to get my hair and then it fogs up the, it's just a lot. So we want to see how you navigate that. Yeah. Yeah. 
that would be definitely good. I'll definitely be tuning into that. So I think one of the, the things here is, you know, you talked about, uh, Marik, how you guys never thought you'd be in this situation. And one of the things that I commend you guys on is that you paid your debt off. So at the end of the day, there's things that, yes, you have to pay for, but could you imagine that with a mountain full of debt on top of it? Yeah, that would have been crazy. And so, and with marriages, money fights are like one of the top three reasons, you know, for divorce or for arguments. And so to be able to say, this has happened, but at least we don't have that monkey of debt you know, on our back. And so as you guys navigate that as a married couple, how do you handle those times when you kind of need your space living in a tiny home, right? Because it's a little bit different. You know, if something's going on, I can go in the living room, I can go in my bedroom, but where do you guys go? And kind of how do you have that time when you just need, you know, time to yourself? She just tucks me away into the bathroom. <laughs> That's no, not true. Um, I'm just joking. But I, I guess I'm grateful enough to have somebody that recognizes when I am upset. And he works really hard at trying to um, kind of solve those problems before they even, before I'm even trying to get my space, so to speak. So we don't really have those times where I'm like, I mean, I guess I would say like, I, we differ in the, in the way that I love to like hold on to something and I, like it can be bothering me and I will like sit on it and won't say anything. But he knows me really well to where he can just be like, babe, like what's going on? Like, let's just talk about it and we can like fix it right then and there instead of me holding on and letting thoughts go crazy. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. we kind of use those moments. Like when the thought would come into the head of like, I need to get away. That's, you know, kind of like a red flag that there's tension or that there's an issue. So we try to uh, just face it head on and just, you know, sit down and say, Hey, what's going on? You know, let's talk about this. Even before we went tiny, we had this little area in our foyer where we had these little two chairs and we would call it our little communication center. So if one of us was getting upset about something or the other, like, nope. And, you know, just kind of like call a meeting to our quote unquote communication communication center and we just sit down and hash it out right then and there and move on, you know? I love that. I love that. So what gave you guys the idea to do that? To like have your little communication center? Was it something that you saw? Was it out of premarital counseling? Was it just kind of... I'm just he's just goofy like he's just goofy that's just kinda, it he'll come up with the craziest stuff and literally like I'll be like so mad like I'm like I don't even feel like talking to you he'll be like get to the communication center and I like can't even stay mad because I'm just dying laughing like what is wrong with you dude yeah it, we just we already had the chairs sitting there and then yeah. I just something that just popped into my head I don't know where this stuff comes from <laughs> I love that though. I love it. It is true. And you're laughing about it, you know, and sometimes there are those conversations that are like really, really deep. And so I think going to the communication center are, is very important for me and my husband. We always say like, it's usually we have those conversations when it's a little later at night and we're in the bed and people are, are less you're more vulnerable, right? Because like the day is worn out. And so it's kind of like we have those conversations. That's kind of like our communication center. But I love having the two chairs and like, get over there, like (laughs) get to it. So one of the things that I want to make sure we jump into and we talk about just the, I mean, this idea that you guys have paid off around 160K. I know it changed and different things, but over five years, like tell us a little bit about that story. 
Yeah, so um, 160000 we paid off over the five years of us being our first five years of marriage. The majority of it was actually um, in the last two years, the most recent two years. And the first three years of our marriage is kind of that phase I was talking about as far as just kind of moseying through life, not really being intentional. Um, and then when we learned about Dave Ramsey and got a hold of his content and really started um, you know, getting serious about paying off our debt, we had about 125000 left which was inclusive of our house, both cars, our student loans, and all credit cards. And we just started attacking it. We organized them from smallest to largest, and we started attacking the smallest one. And once we knocked that one out, we moved on to the second. And it just became a domino effect of um, probably the biggest financial goal of our lifetime. And we, you know, we got more and more intense about it, started picking up side hustles and all kinds of different jobs and just work through month after month, budget after budget, and just continue to make progress on it until it was all gone. Yeah. Yep. And so Dave always talks about like one person is like the nerd and one person is like the free spirit. So which one is which in, in, in your marriage? It's weird. It, it, kind, of it fluctuates. kind of fluctuates. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'll be the one that's like, I'm like head on like, babe, this, these are the things that we need to do. We need to not spend this money X, Y, Z. And then other times it'll be him. He's like, Oh, babe, like let's do this. Or and I'm like, no, no. Or he's like, no, no, let's not. So it kind of depends on, I guess, circumstances, situations, just yeah. time. There seems to be a certain baseline wavelength that we both kind of run on. And at any given point I could be above the line and she's below yep. or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. But we always kind of keep that, that baseline. One Absolutely. of us, it's like, okay, I got to be the responsible. Right. right yeah. We, there's never a point where like the two of us are like, okay, we're just going to go crazy. And we're like, somebody in the back of their mind is going to like, Mm-mm, no, we got to reel this back in. Like, we're not doing this anymore. I understand. So, Coach Nasa, let's go ahead and give you your credit. Um, because who was the person to initially start this? Because I love how Marik was like, yeah, we both like decided to do Dave Ramsey. But that's not how initially it was. <laughs> Yeah. So initially I came, this was like year one of our marriage really. And I um, was getting my hair done by my hairdresser and she was like, Oh yeah, my church is doing this um, financial like university class and Dave Ramsey does it. You could like get out of debt, all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that'd be a great idea, especially because we live on campus and we don't have any bills or things like that. And so I like took the idea to him and my babe, like we can get out of debt. We can do this. We can do that. And he was kind of just like, no, like we're young. Like we need to live it up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, I mean, it, there, there wasn't really much convincing me otherwise because it was like, I mean, I, I gave him my best, you know, shot at right, this, right. This. And he was like, no. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess I can go enjoy like my vacations now. <laughs> and then two years later, he comes to me with this brand new idea, like, babe, I found this guy, and he does this, and I'm like. What, what guy again? The guy that I told you about three years ago, that guy? That, that one? So, yeah. He's like, man, and you'll never let me live it down. You're right, I won't. I love it. And now that I know the story, I won't let you live it down either. Because you, you tried to tell that story really cool. Like, we decided, but I was like, mm-mm. Oh, I was, just, I was just thinking about time. I was just trying to get through. <laughs> I completely understand. So we pay off this debt. Marik, you talk about you guys got gazelle intent. So talk to me a little bit about those jobs. Like, because I think it's, sometimes it's easy for us to, 
like, okay, so you made a little money here and there, but talk to us about like how the marriage work was, because I think you guys were kind of coming in and out, hardly having time for one another. Yeah, it was, it was busy time. I think my typical work day for me was like 10 a.m. until 3 a.m. the next day at the peak of it, at the peak of it. Um, and then for her. And for me, it was from 6 a.m. to about 11 p.m. Yeah, it yeah. started with just our primary jobs, which was, you know, me working in retail loss prevention and her teaching. And then as we got more serious, I started picking up a lot of side hustles like pizza delivery. Um, I was working in a warehouse overnight. But for the most part, it was mainly pizza delivery, which actually can be pretty lucrative, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. making those tips. And then we just slowly began to crank up the intensity until we were to the point that it was like, go, go, go. And I know it sounds crazy when we say it, um, but it actually felt like, you know, we were experiencing new, new things that we had never experienced before because we were both attacking this goal together, mm -hmm. you know, as a team. And so even though our time together was limited, we were connected in like a new way if that makes sense. And so yeah. we would find like creative ways to spend time together and hang out and, um, and make it work. But we were both also just fully motivated to, to grind and go after this goal. I love that. So tell me about like some of those ways that, that you did, you know, create to try to find time to spend a little bit of time here and there just to keep your marriage together. So um, when we were working all those jobs, like sometimes I would get off my job and go and sit in the car with him while he delivered pizzas, or um, he would even come into the restaurant and like sit at my table sometimes, um, just small things like that. And then also, or sometimes like when he was getting home from work, or the overnight job, and then he would like wait up for me until I got up because I was getting ready to go to like school to teach. And so then we would like have breakfast together before he went to bed before he woke up and started his next day. Yeah. But um, outside of that, we intentionally, at least once a month, made sure we took off time from everything, like every single job and just had a day that we had just to ourselves and away from everything that we can kind of regroup and reconnect, which was, I think, very important towards the end of the journey because it can get exhausting. I, <laughs> I can only imagine, but go ahead, Marie, you were gonna say something. And one thing we always tell people too is you don't have to go with that level of intensity. Yeah. You know, we just, we're kind of like rip the bandaid off fast kind of people. And yeah. so we're like, this, this just journey is going to be hard one way or the other. So we rather just make it extremely difficult and get it done as fast as possible. Yeah. But I mean, you don't have to pay off your debt in two years. You can do it in three or four or five. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really just the main difference is the intensity level. But yeah. the process really stays the same and works no matter know who the person is. who works it I love it one of the things is that you guys are young right and so we're talking about these jobs both of you guys are college educated so was there ever a feeling like wait a minute I have a college degree but here I am working overnight at a warehouse or I'm bussing tables and you have friends that are you know going to their one job and their corporate job or doing whatever was there any feeling of like am I really doing this? Or were you so focused on your goal that that didn't even? I don't know that I would necessarily say I, there was a feeling that I had, but I definitely felt like um, people kind of judge the type of job that you do, you know, and they don't think they, there's this thought that like, if you have a degree, you can't work at a restaurant, or if you have a degree, you can't do X, Y, D job. Um, but it's like, money is money. It's, made and spent the exact same way so while y'all over there judging i will keep getting this bag <laughs> yeah and i would say you know i don't 
really feel like I did feel the judgment sometimes from others, but I never really put that on myself yeah. because we knew what was happening on our, on our budget sheets every month. Like we saw the progress and we knew that it was progress that other people, even though they may have a job making a lot more money, weren't making, you know, uh, like I think the statistic was like eight out of 10 households live paycheck to paycheck. That doesn't, that doesn't come down to just the households that have low income. That's the, 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 the houses of the doctors and the attorneys and all of that as well. Yes. And so mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really matter how much you make, so to speak. It's more about what you do with the money that you make. And so I just kind of kept those things in mind and knew that, you know, if we continue making that kind of progress, you know, we were going to be through it and it was going to be done and over with. And then we could really move on to, you know, starting to build wealth. Mm -hmm. So these last two or three years, you know, the last two years, how much did you pay off in the last two years? So the final two years of the debt-free process was 125000 Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of money. And that includes your tiny house. Yes. yes. Our tiny house, both of mm -hmm. our cars, which we bought both of them brand new, which was silly, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, both of our college degrees and all of our credit cards. That is incredible. I'm telling you, it's so funny because you tell this story like it is the norm. It's not. And <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is a lot of debt. And it's a lot of debt, even when you think about, you know, what you guys were making, but plus your, your, you know, your side hustles, you know, and there's, I mean, people who make probably two times what your debt is that have a hard time paying off that debt because of the discipline, you know, behind it and what you have to kind of give up. Um, and so as you guys were paying off your debt, that's when you bought the tiny house? Yeah. So just a couple of months into the debt-free journey is where we were like, you know, we can get out of debt, but how do we stay out of debt? And that's kind of where the tiny house came into play. It was a way for us to have flexibility and to, you know, to move around if we needed to, to take opportunities. Um, but also to be putting our money towards ownership and something that we could rent out or sell down the line. So we just saw it as, you know, since since we're in this early stage of our marriage and we don't know where we're going to settle, let's own, you know, as we're still in this flexible period as well. Absolutely. And so who came up with the idea of tiny house? One, and I may be making a huge assumption, but I don't know a lot of melanated folks that have, uh, that are tiny home dwellers, owners. So who came up with this idea? That was definitely Marik. Um, he was like, babe, like, what do you think about this was first just, he said it and it was a joke. He was like, what do you think about living in a tiny house? And I was like, uh, no, like I'm not doing it. And then when I saw that he was actually serious about it, like maybe a few months later, I'm like, well, what are we going to do with all of our furniture? And so it took, it took a little bit to convince me, but eventually it got there and here we are Yeah, almost three years later. I think you're right though. It is pretty rare for melanated people to be in tiny homes. You don't see it very often. We did a tour video two years ago or almost three years ago now when we first went into the tiny house and that was like the number one comment, like, all of the top comments mm -hmm. were that ver oh variations of that. Yeah. And each one had like a thousand or 1500 likes. So like everybody was thinking the same thing. Ironically enough though, um, here in our village where we're at, there's 13 lots and um, there's four, um, four melanated people here in this, our owners here. We're kind of all in one row. So I don't think this <laughs> happens a lot of places in the country, but um, just by happenstance, it is, it is what it is here. Right. Oh my goodness. And you're in Texas now. 
Yeah, yep, the Dallas, Texas area. Yeah, that is strange. That is strange. I watched your video where you went into the, um, it was like, I guess it was like a, um, a shopping area, outdoor shopping mall, and you guys were asking people. And it was so funny that that was the same thing that like a lot of the black couples were like, you don't live in a tiny house. Right. Like black people don't live in tiny yeah. houses. Yeah. And so um, one, I, I love that you guys are showing that people do live in tiny houses and that, you know, we're just not one type of black people, right? But we come in all colors, but we also have our own, the things that we love to do. So I love, you know, that. And to say, you said there was four other families there. Yeah. Yep. Um, is- our neighbors on both sides of us and then one more, one more uh, further down. So. Okay. And it's then a very diverse community. That's good. And then one of the plans for your tiny house, right? Because in the future, do you guys plan on having kids or anything like that? Yeah, we do. Yeah. She uh, she wants to stay tiny with the kids. I'm the one that's kind of like, eh, can we really <laughs> make it happen? I think we can make it happen for the first, at least the first, like while I'm pregnant and then the first year, at least that. Yeah, there are there are families here, though. There's two or three families with small children here where we live now. So it is doable. We're seeing it happen. Yeah, I've definitely seen it happen. But I know you guys talk a lot about kind of getting that ROI and kind of doing like an Airbnb. So is that the thought to like do Airbnb and purchase something, whether it was a bigger tiny house or, you know, something else? Yeah, that's exactly the plan. And that was really what distinguished tiny houses from mobile homes and from RVs for us. You know, the RVs, they just depreciate so fast. It was hard to imagine um, getting your money back out of that. And then with mobile homes, I just have never seen an interest in them the way I've seen an interest in tiny homes. So I'm very confident that, you know, if we we purchase some land, park this thing, um, you know, probably redecorate a little bit, do some landscaping. I think we could run it as a very, very successful Airbnb. I love it. So as you guys have time, we all have time in COVID-19 to be at home. You guys, I know, uh, Kotnesi, you are doing stuff. So will you go back to teaching or is it like online tutoring um, with the with the program that you're trying to get into now? Um, so that program is exclusively online. Um, so once you get in it, you just, it's like you're an at-home teacher because you're teaching kids abroad in China. Um, but the hopes is that I will be teaching um, wherever we land, um, because I don't want to, I don't want to start teaching and then like move or leave that school. So I kind of want to make sure like we're settled wherever we're going to be settled first. And then I'm going to get my feedback into it. So Marie, what about you? I know, um, you're hoping to go back into loss prevention, but are there any other goals or things that you guys have been talking about to do kind of when we get out of quarantine? Yeah, for me right now, my my main plan is to go back to the job I was at before. Um, Obviously, we're making some traction with our channel, so we hope to continue growing that. And um, there's a lot of different revenue streams and and ways to branch off and monetize the YouTube channel, uh, depending on the size of it. So those are kind of my two big priorities right now. Yeah, I love it. So you guys were on Good Morning America. That was an amazing opportunity, huh? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was was cool to see ourselves up there on the TV. I saw the one where Kotnese was like, I missed it. I'm sure you guys went back, but for the video, she was like, I missed it. I missed it. So how has that opportunity kind of changed your life or has it changed your life? So that opportunity pretty much came right around the same time as a a video that we did with CNBC Make It 
and also at the same time that another larger YouTuber had actually, um, you know, done a reaction to our CNBC video. So all three kind of came at the same time, but it was a lot of exposure. And April was our biggest month month in terms of growth on our YouTube channel, where a little bit over 10,000 people found us and subscribed to our channel. So that was a lot yeah. of fun. I would say that was probably the biggest change. It's kind of hard to say exactly where it all came from because they all happened so close together. But um, that was a great experience. And it seems that, you know, one opportunity just leads to the next. We've been getting different emails and different opportunities and, and new things that we're working on um, coming forward in the future. So that, that's, that's been a blessing for sure. So how did that CNBC, did you say CNBC? Yeah. How did that come along? Was it something that you guys had to go into or someone kind of heard your story and then? So that one, we actually reached out to them. I had been watching their um, episodes on Millennial Money for a long time. And they always say at the bottom, um, you know, like in the top comment, they'll say, hey, reach out to us with your story. Um, we're looking to film new episodes and all of that. And so I reached out to them, told them our story and they got back and were like, hey, actually, we're going to be in Texas in a couple of weeks. We'd love to add you guys to our filming schedule. And so they came and we filmed and, um, and, and then it turned out. I love that. One, I love it because a lot of time it's like, if we build it, they'll come, right? And so you build this channel, you do all this, but you guys actually went out and said, hey, this is our story. And they reacted to it. And then you have the Good Morning America and then the other reaction video, which I did watch. Um, and it was good because I was like, you better not say anything bad. because. <laughs> little bit though yeah we kind of expected for him to like say something bad about something but he didn't have anything bad to say he didn't he was actually like really really kind about it and just like agreeing with a lot of stuff that you guys were doing i loved it i think it was a great reaction i mean if you have to have a reaction video one i mean he had like i think he has like millions of followers yeah. and then um to be so kind about it he was really kind so i it was a really good video yeah, to see you guys that. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to ask as we're kind of wrapping up everything and you guys have been absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for coming on. Is that if there's a couple or if there is, you know, a single person that feels like I could never do that, like what they did is kind of just like, it just happens to them. Like what is one thing that you would tell that couple or tell that individual as they're trying to navigate through their own financial situations? Um, I would say, you know, our story might sound really complicated and, you know, just like we just had this masterful plan from the very beginning and we just executed it to the T and all of that now um, at the end, looking back at it. But at the beginning, I mean, it all started really from nothing. We are regular everyday people. Um, I was working in retail security, making about $35,000 a year. My wife was teaching, making about $40,000 a year. Um, and we just decided that we wanted to do something different. We wanted to be serious. And it started really small. It started with sitting down, putting together our first budget and understanding, like truly understanding, okay, what do we have coming in and what are we, what are we sending out every month? How do we how do we increase the amount coming in and decrease the amount going out? And that literally was the formula for us. And so over time you get better and better and better with it. And that's when you start thinking of new strategies and things like that. Cause you got kind of got skin in the game at that point, you're working hard. And you, so your brain is, is, is activated in a new way, but it all started very simply um, with just the decision that, you know, we wanted to, wanted to change 
I love that. Courtney said, I just want to make sure. Did you have anything to say? No, I was about to finish this sentence, but he finished it. <laughs> that is so cute. So I want to paint the picture that we're sitting here this time next year. And, you know, you've accomplished your goals. You've accomplished your things on your vision board. You know, you still have opportunities have come your way that you never thought of. And besides all of that, what do you want to be most proud of? Um, I think for me, sitting here next year, I would want to be fully, well, that's kind of, okay. I would like to be not only fully funded our emergency fund, but also have um, a large bit of money invested in things that we um, believe in. So, and I think also um, starting some groundwork for our future tiny home community um just getting some th thoughts out on actual paper and actually like having a plan and actual tangible things happening i think that would be something i'd be like wow we really like last year this was just an idea this year we've got some things mapped out that would be awesome yeah she pretty much took the words out of my mouth with the community you know so far it's just been a an idea and a theory and you know we could do this and could do that i'd love to be actually mapping out some plans, talking with some cities, um, seeing what it looks like in order to, you know, from a zoning perspective and, and what it will cost us to acquire the land and starting to really make some real steps towards getting it started. I love that. So you guys, your desire is to have like a small, a, a tiny house community. Yeah, it'll start with probably just this tiny house when we move on to either a traditional house or a bigger tiny house. Um, and we'll probably start it with just the one and run an Airbnb and then we'll scale up from there. And the, the, we, what we don't know is whether or not we'll scale it up with more short-term rental Airbnb properties or whether or not we'd want to do like kind of a hybrid where we're doing some short-term rentals and then some like, like owner-occupied tiny homes that are renting the, the, the lots from us. So that's something to still figure out and kind of see what the climate is at that time um, and what the need is at that time and the area that we're going to be um, starting this up in. I love it. I love it. You guys are visionaries. It's so great. Well, I want to say thank you so, so very much for the time. I know you guys were super busy. And so when you scheduled the interview, I was super excited that you had the time to come on. So one, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And then I want to know, one, how can we keep in touch with you? Um, so we are very adamant about getting back to all comments. I, don't, I know we won't be able to do it forever, but right now we're hitting all the comments on our YouTube channel. So um, you can definitely head over to Live in Tiny with the Bushes, um, B-U-S-H-E-S, -E um, on YouTube. And we're also on Instagram at Tiny House Lifestyle. Yep. Okay. Um, and then it's tiny house, tiny underscore house underscore lifestyle. Um, and send us DMs. We respond to those. Um, we try to get back in our, we also have our business email, um, business with the bushes at gmail.com. So yeah, we'd love to hear from y'all. Excellent. Thank you. And look, they're here. I sent an email and they answered. They were very, very responsive. So thank you guys for that so much. And I'll make sure to put the links to all of their social media in the show notes as well. So I'll leave you guys with this. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present. Bill King. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. 
Thanks again for spending time with me today and listening to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.